Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Godolphin Flying Start Podcast, Leading to Success. My name is Sarah Kelly and I am one of the 2022 to 2024 Godolphin Flying Start trainees. I'm joined here by my fellow co-host and trainee, David O'Farrell. Over the course of this season on the show, we hope to share our experiences and insights we have as first-year trainees during our time in Ireland, the UK and the USA. We will be joined by an array of guests covering many different topics. So tune in on the third Friday of every month to follow our journey. We will also be joined by guests and alumni to learn more about their experience of the course and share these with you. Make sure to keep up with our journey on social media platforms such as Twitter, which is at Flying Start News, and reach out to us with any questions you may have. Before we jump into the show, though, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, David? Thank you, Sarah. So I'm from Mount Marion in County Dublin and I completed a bachelor's degree in journalism whilst writing and producing content for the Irish Point to Point website, the Irish Field and All About Sunday. I've also spent some time working with horses in Coolmore Stud in County Tipperary and most recently prior to starting the Godolphin Flying Star programme this year I finished my master's degree in management from Queen's University Belfast. Why don't you tell us about yourself now Sarah? Thanks David. I'm from Salbridge. I've worked on studs such as Derenstein Stud and Baroda Stud at home here in Ireland, as well as Newgate Farm in Australia. I more recently finished up in Jessica Harrington Racing before starting the course in August, and I'm very excited to be here in Ireland. We're five weeks into our first phase, and I'm also looking forward to the journey ahead. So we're based here in Kildangan Stud, County Kildare, for our first phase of the course, and are very excited to be joined by some great guests on today's podcast. Today we have our fellow trainees Orla Nangle from Ireland and Ben Triandafilu from Australia and we're going to have a chat about their experiences on the course so far and we'll throw in a bit of fun as well. Our second guest is Martin Larkin, the Management Assistant of Godolphin Flying Start. We'll be having a chat about his role within the programme and learning a little bit more about him. So I'd like to introduce our first two guests on the first episode of Season 2 of Leading to Success. We are joined by two of our fellow trainees. Orla and Ben, how are you getting on, guys? Very good. Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Very Thanks well. Thanks for having us today. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, first of all, Ben, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, yes, uh, my dad was a jockey and he's now a steward. Um, and he's been that for 20 years. And then he's, I've kind of followed somewhat of his footsteps in horse racing. Um, started off in media sort of side of things. Um, producing and kind of journalist sort of roles and then went into a bit of working in stables as well for about three years to get hands-on experience. And Orla? Mine's a little bit different. I didn't really grow up with um, any sort of horse background. Um, I first got into the industry when I went to study equine business in Maynooth Um, and since then I've kind of gotten a lot of hands-on experience on the stud farm side of the industry. I've worked out in Kentucky for a year and a half with more America and then most recently before coming here I was down on a stud farm in Limerick called Ballyphillip Stud um, yes yeah, so I've done the yearlings breeding side of things and sales. And Ben why did you apply to Godolphin Flying Start? Uh, I was told about it about three or four years ago uh, by a couple of people so and one of the girls called Naomi Tucker that was doing it at the time and she came down to racing.com and told me about it and she explained that not many people through media side of things do it um, it was a good way to get in, and I thought I would try it. And it's two years traveling the world, so I'm pretty happy about that. And you also find all different areas um, in horse racing, so 
you know, you, you've got the racing side, the stud side, and then obviously media and veterinary side and fairy work, a lot of different things. Yeah, I think that's what's so great about the course, isn't it? That there's just so many different elements to it. Yeah. We do different things everywhere we travel and it's just, it's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, a whole bunch of things is great. Yeah, definitely. Now, Orla, can you give us a little insight into what the day-to-day life of a Godolphin Flying Star trainee looks like? Oh, that's a tough one. I think at the minute it's just so varied. Um, I suppose recently, um, I think it was last week, it was that we started on the yards, wasn't it? So yeah. every morning we do a couple of hours on different yards around Kildang and Stud um, with the yearlings. So we're starting the breaking process with them. And then in the afternoon, I mean, it really changes day to day. We could have lectures from, you know, uh, lecturers in UCD, or we could have people in to give us um, talks about pedigree, confirmation. We've had vets in. We've had um, members of the, the management team here in Kildangan come in. Um, it, yeah, I mean, we've also done team bonding things. Like last night, we were at a cookery school <laughs> and doing a bit of Irish dancing. So honestly, it's a bit of everything. Um, but yeah, I think we're all enjoying how varied it is at the minute. I mean, you're just never, you know, two days are never the same here. And um, now Ben, obviously from Melbourne, Australia, first time in Ireland. Yeah. Has anything surprised you about our country? Uh, oh, the lingo. There's a lot of different lingo going on here. Uh, <laughs> Any words that you picked up along the way that you care to oh, share? What's the cheers? It's uh. Oh, slauncher. Slauncher. That was <laughs> that was one. Um, and oh, we're su- sucking diesel. You know, it's, it's, it's getting. It's getting really good now, so yeah, a couple of good lingo there. Orla, you touched on it there a little bit previously, just about the UCG element of the course. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and uh, what the trainees are exposed to in terms of what they're studying at the moment? Yeah, so it's it's been really in-depth, I think we'd all agree. Um, we've spent two days on campus in UCD, um, and then we've also had one day and we'll have another day um, of lecturers coming in to talk to us here at Kildangan Stud. So it touches on so many different um, you know, subjects. You've got the anatomy, you've got the uh, diseases, you've got uh, oh God, wound management. I mean, everything and anything that you need to know, you know in terms of looking after horses day to day. And I think we're already appreciating the fact that we're all very much interested in this information. I know maybe a few of us did some different courses in college and horses were always in the back you know, in the back of our minds. So we're finally kind of being able to learn all about what we're actually interested in. So that really helps in terms of studying and remembering the information. Yeah. And now a question for both of you, for uh, maybe someone getting into the industry or people that are just learning about it. So maybe one skill that you've both learned so far on the course, could be anything now from the horse side of things, from the business side of things, the scientific side of things. What's one thing that you can pick? You go first, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Throw me under the bridge there. That's good. That's good. Uh, I would say I, I always found it's 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 easy to get somewhere through help of others. So don't go, you know, burning bridges or anything like that. If you're always, you know, um, meeting new people, don't 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 automatically assume um, I don't know the worst of someone, you know. Get to know them first and uh, try and build good relationships. And um, I, I found a lot, lot of roles that I've been given have been through, um, you know, kindness from other people that let me get a role. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Yourself, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, in terms of a skill that I've picked up, I and mean, we've only been here, what, four or five weeks, but I think multitasking. Um, and I think that's such a, an important skill to master. 
for anyone who hopes to be anyone in the industry. I mean, you could be, you know, running a stud farm and then you might have to deal with clients. You might have to do media work. But, you know, in this day and age, the job, you know, it isn't confined to, you know, one set of skills. You're really constantly having to be, you know, adaptable and moving with times. So being able to multitask, I think, is something that hopefully will stand to us all particularly after the Irish phase, I think it's probably the most uh, full-on, so hopefully we'll, we'll master it after our time here. Yeah, definitely. It will definitely serve its purpose in the future, too, mm. won't it? Yeah. And Orla, just to finish up now before we get to the more light-hearted questions, so maybe someone that listened to this and the thing applying for next year is Godolphin Flying Star, was there any advice you give them in terms, I suppose, is it maybe the application part, because that's obviously coming up in December time? Yeah, um, I think first and foremost, the most important thing is just getting the application in. What, you know, if you're anyway thinking about it, sitting on the fence, I think the, obviously the main thing to do is to stick it in um, and back yourself in that sense. But also reaching out to people who may have done the course previously or even people you know, you're working for at the minute that might know someone who has done the course. You'd be surprised. I mean, if the course has been going for, what, 20 years now. So there's so many you know, different alumni all over the world. And whether you know them personally or... You could be working for someone who does know them. You know, they're everywhere. So reaching in, reaching out and tapping into that network, I think, would be hugely beneficial. Yeah, yeah definitely. Great piece of advice there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think everyone in the course can say that. It's all about the people in this yeah. industry. Yeah, but uh, like a lot of people, like a lot of us that got onto the program, half of us thought we probably wouldn't make it on. So um, don't go thinking that, you know, you, you don't have a shot. And a lot of the time, you, you know, the worst they can say is no. Exactly. And um, then yeah. they give you a lot of advice and, you know, yeah. where you can go from there. Yeah. And that's another thing for any anyone who's interested in applying for next year. We have our emails online. We're constantly we're on Twitter. We're on all forms of social media. So if anyone wants to reach out and ask us any questions about the whole application process and if they need any help or advice, uh, we're there. Our lines are always open. So just reach out. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that was the easy part. Let's <laughs> get to the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> so a few quick fire questions for you. So a bit of a new team to the show that we're trying to introduce this season. Um, first question, we're gonna, we'll leave this one just to Ben because Orla, you only live half an hour down the road, so yeah. you can go home anytime. But Ben, what is one thing that you left at home that you wish you had brought with you? Uh, another suit. I don't have enough suits. <laughs> um, this is for both of you. So Orla, you can start us off. What was the first concert that you went to? Yeah, I was trying to think about this. This <laughs> is slightly embarrassing. So I would have been really, really young. My dad is massively into music and my mum hates music, so I was the eldest child that was dragged to the concerts while probably the average age at these concerts were about 40 or 50 <laughs> and I was there. Um, so I think, I mean, probably many people probably don't know this guy, but Mark Knopfler, um, he's Ooh. an American um, artist. He's pretty good, okay. but I had no idea who he was when I was about six years old, but my dad loved that he had a bit of company <laughs> at it. So I was just used and abused, Drank basically. Yeah. Do you still listen to him? Or? Yeah, I do. Oh, Honestly, yeah. he's actually quite a good artist. So he, <laughs> dad doesn't have that bad taste. <laughs> and Ben? Uh, Birds of Tokyo. Uh, they play down in Frankston, where I live. Uh, yeah, great they, band. They were terrific. Never heard yeah. of them. Great they got lanterns and uh, plants. Oh, t- terrific. Uh, now, what was your first car? Oh, God. Mine was horrendous. Yeah, mine was terrible too. Oh. What was yours? It was, it was a Hyundai Sonata. I think it was like 1998 or something. Mm. But we got it in, what was it, 2020. So it was, <laughs> it was a fair, fair old, fairly old car. Um, and we bought it off um, an Irish vet, who actually, a student who had gone home. So we managed to get it very cheap. But the driver's side window 
didn't work and the air conditioning didn't work. Oh. So yeah, we were in Kentucky <laughs> in the heat. There's no air conditioning and any drive through we went to, we had to open the door to get the food. <laughs> so it wasn't ideal. But it got us made to be did the job and uh, yeah, can't complain about it. <laughs> yes, yes, I read it, but no, it's good. Mine um, was, uh, was a golf, Volkswagen golf. Sounds good, but it was not good. It uh, <laughs> Again, aircon wasn't working. So you drive to uni, hour and a half in the 40 degree heat. And windows it, down. Windows down, but it's just hot air coming <laughs> yeah. in. So that was, that was horrendous. No. Um, and yeah, I think the ceiling was kind of falling through too, so that was good. Yeah, but lovely car. <laughs> um, so bringing it back, where did you go racing for the first time, guys? Can you remember? thinking about this yeah my first day was my first day racing was a Galway student race day so it was quite the baptism of fire (laughs) very memorable (laughs) um yeah yeah no it was it was a good day (laughs) I I think mine was picnic racing like uh it was either balnearing picnics or hanging rock picnics racing who is your favorite racehorse of all time yeah um as a kid it was zipping um he was tremendous uh, just always gave his all, and now I've kind of there's this horse called Mississippi that I used to strap at the races, and yeah, when you start working with him, you start to like him a bit more. So yeah, I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. I would have to say Batash. I think I kind of have only got into racing in the last I don't know five or so years. So I was kind of behind. I was after Frankel. I was after See the Stars. I never really got to experience them. Um, but yeah, the Stood Farm that I worked for before I started here, Bred Batash, so I was following him every step of the way, and yeah, he was a pretty pretty cool horse. So Ben and Orla, thanks a million for joining us today. I think we've all learned a little bit about you, and yeah, I hope you enjoy your next two years with us, and hopefully we'll hear you hosting the podcast soon. Oh, thank you very <laughs> much. The bar has been set now. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for having us, guys. Cheers, team. Our second guest on today's podcast is Martin Larkin, who is the management assistant for the Godolphin Fine Start. Martin, thanks for being here today. Thanks a minute for having me, David. It's very delighted to be here. So we have a few questions for you. Hopefully find out a bit more about you and uh, I suppose your interests. And then we'll finish off a few quickfire questions. So I suppose to begin, what developed your interest in horses in the first place? Um, kind of stemmed from a, a very young age. Um, when I was about 12 years of age, decided I needed to get a summer job. Um, and I cycled down to a local stud farm, which is the Cottage Stud, which is about, about a five-minute cycle from my home house. Um, and looked for a summer job there. Paul thankfully took me on um, and I left there about 12 years later um, and still actually have some, some blood stock with him. But while I was there, you know, I started off with the, with the usual jobs of cutting grass and painting fences, um, but then just fell in love with the animal, the athlete that is the horse. I was just fascinated by every um, facet of it in terms of Paul breeds, um, primarily blood, uh, flat racing, blood stock. I just became fascinated by the whole, I suppose, the process of breeding the mare, folding the mare, pre- prepare, preparing the foal for sale, um, and then you know following that progeny um, throughout the career. And would you prefer now flat racing or national hunt racing? A good, a good mix of both, really. Um, I, I suppose my, my love of horse racing started when my parents used to bring me to the Punchestown Festival um, in County Kildare every year. I used to actually get off school, which used to be um, but then, yeah, from working in Paul's, the interest in the flat, the flat scene really increased. Um, and I suppose I, I probably have an, an equal love of both, but would definitely be a type of flat racing more. Brilliant. So, since you're such an integral part of the Godolphin Flying Star program, what would a day-to-day look like for yourself? 
firstly, thanks for describing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose for me, I came into the into my role um, with a, 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 a different, a definite set of different skills in terms of I, my primary degree is computer science and geography from Minute. Um, and thankfully, I'm able to utilize those those set of skills in terms of I bring a, a strong technological background um, to my role. And from I've already spoken to, to you guys once already about technology within the tourism industry, particularly digital marketing. And I will speak to you again later on in this phase um, about the use of technology um, in the tourism industry. So that's something that I would certainly bring bring to the fore. But in terms of every day, there's the, the marketing and PR of the program in terms of updating the website, producing content for social media. Um, and, and then alongside Claudia Cavna um, and Martina Dempsey as well, there's the day-to-day -day running of the program. So Martina looks after primarily the day-to-day -day care of the Irish phase, but myself and Claudia would look more into the, the strategy and development of the program. Brilliant. And you spoke a bit about there about the technological advances that have taken place in the third-party industry so far. What have been the m biggest differences or changes that you've seen during your time working for the Godolphin Flying Start or just from looking out into the industry? I think for sure we're, we're, we are starting to adapt more um, and rely on technology a lot more and utilise it a lot more. We have some fantastic companies um, that have recently come on board, the likes of Equine Medi Records who come and talk to our trainees about um, business planning etc. Um, but I just think yeah, we're embracing technology a lot more of anything from heart racing monitors to, to the amount of content that we produce and we push out online which then feeds into communications to, to the various different owners of horses as well is great. Flying start wise I suppose when I started my role in <coughs> 2014 um, the application process was primarily paper based and um, which was which was always good fun um, and then we thankfully pushed it across onto an online system so in terms of flying starts, generally that's probably one of the biggest advances I've certainly seen. Um, and then just in terms of introducing more technology into the syllabus as well. So we try to make sure that we utilise technology throughout the, the five phases of the programme of flying start. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant, especially for this industry going forward, like Twitter, LinkedIn, definitely underutilised, but hopefully going forward people can take more advantage of it and even just connect with people online, I think sharing content, like you can just, because it's such a global sport, but... We just don't seem to use it for whatever reason, and every other sport uses it so well. Even things like football and Monday Night Football and Sky Sports, like the amount of detail they can go into, and yet we just seem to be lacking it in racing. But it's great to hear that you're trying to utilize it and hopefully push it forward going forward. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know we we can be sometimes we can be a little bit overcritical on ourselves. I think we are utilizing it more, but for sure we can we can always improve. And there's some fantastic podcasts out there, um, for for the horse racing industry in general. But absolutely, as long as we keep keep building and building I'm sure we gather more support. Yeah it's so important as well also just for client communications when it comes to owning a racehorse for that transparency of understanding what goes on behind the scenes and you're getting every little bit of you know a horse is a piece of work at home you get you there's platforms and interfaces that you can upload content onto and the owner is constantly no matter where they are in the world they're constantly updated on what their horse is doing and when they're running next so it's just vital really isn't it for the future of the, of the industry absolutely and that's what people want people want content they want to see their racehorse yeah. whether it be even just a, a simple shot of them in the in the stable afterwards or even as you said doing, doing a piece of work Sarah just that's what people want they want to see the, the animal that they're attached to and now we can do that with, with what we have in our pockets by, by telephone you know, which is incredible and just going back to your sort of dolphin fine start role so yeah. what is your biggest achievement that you've been a part of today and what's your biggest challenge that you've had to face on the program so far 
suppose I'll start with the challenge first because it's probably <laughs> the most obvious, I think. Um, particularly uh, COVID nineteen. Um, while it's, while it's, well, I would see it as the biggest challenge, it's probably one of our biggest achievements as well in terms of while the world shut down um, and things were beginning to be cancelled and postponed, um, good often flying starts, stays strong and stayed going and we continued to deliver the programme, albeit in an online fashion. Um, but we rose to the challenge, I feel, and we still got two classes graduated within, within that time of the pandemic um, and we had to adapt pretty much overnight in terms of delivering lectures via Zoom, virtual walkthroughs via video calls, etc. So that's probably been the biggest challenge and, and kind of built into being maybe the, the biggest achievement as well. But for me, one of the biggest achievements is obviously I've been here since 2014 um, and been part of three alumni conferences that we've, we've ran. So the first one being in the UK, then the next was in the USA and the last was in Australia. Um, they were just fantastic events. Um, to while we, you know we see graduates operating on the ground at sales at races uh, and in their various roles in the industry to actually be in a room with them for for a day or two um, and listen to them and learn from them and see them interact with each other um, and, and listen to what they've achieved since they've graduated from this program was was incredible um, and I suppose that's what I'm really excited for next year uh, 2023 is the 20th anniversary of, of the flying start but of the flying start um, and we're in the process of planning a, a large conference next year here in Ireland, essentially the homecoming, um, and we hope to to garner as much support as we can from from our alumni and get as many of them in the one place as possible, which should be great. Yeah, and that's what's so great about the course, isn't it? That you know you come onto it and you make so many connections and network with so many people, but at the end of the day, you've got this solid core group of twelve people that moving forward in your career, you're always going to have to keep in contact with and look for advice and opinions. So it's just it's great. Absolutely, you think <clears throat> you definitely develop eleven other friends for life, and not just friends, people that you do business with. You know, we've countless graduates that do business with each other, and a number of graduates that employ graduates, which is which is absolutely incredible. I think, and an absolute testament to the program in itself. Yeah, definitely, it's brilliant. Now, Martin, we just have a round of quick fire questions. <laughs> How the fun would... begins? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you wouldn't mind answering, is that okay? Would that be something? I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, thank you very much. So I'm going to start off and ask, what was the first concert that you went to? The first ever concert I went to was Coldplay in the Phoenix Park, and I'm still waiting for them to come back. <laughs> um, if and when they do, it's the one concert where I said I will pay any amount of money to go and see them, because I just think they're incredible. Brilliant band, yeah. And what was your first job? So the first job I, I actually mentioned a little bit earlier um, was with Paul and Tom Monaghan in the college stud in Cork um, as, a, as a stud groom from Ireland. Now this is a tough one. If you had to eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? As I'm sure all the trainees realise <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fascinated by food and motivated <laughs> by food. Uh, so this is probably an extremely difficult question to answer, but probably something, probably the likes of steak. Something, something good one. Spicy, solid. Very solid. Solid. Yeah, solid yeah. That's a good one. And what was your first car? Fantastic car I had. The very first <laughs> car I had was a, a silver uh, 1999 Opel Astra. Um, and the cool thing about that is that I used to kind of ferry most of my school friends to and from school because I was the only one driving at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and where did you go racing for the first time? The very first taste of racing for me um, was the Punchestown uh, Festival uh, that my parents used to be a yearly occurrence. 
Um, and as I mentioned earlier as well, we used to get to go to our school, which wasn't too bad either. And who's your favourite racehorse of all time? Oh, well, um, I think we've been very lucky in the last number of years, in particular the horses that we've been able to witness, you know, in terms of being able to see the stars with Frankos. Um, just to, to name a few, and now obviously we have Baid, but there's one that's particularly special for me because um, it was bred uh, by Paul and Tom where I worked, um, and that's a trip to Paris. We won the Ascot Gold Cup, and um, I think it was certainly special for me to, to, to see him win a Group 1 race, and particularly at the, at the Royal Meeting as well, which was very special, and to think that it was there when, when it all began, when, when the mare was foaled. So yeah, trip to Paris for me. Brilliant. And... This question has two parts now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your karaoke song? And oh. can you give us a bit of an insight? <laughs> I'll give you the give first the part. I'll give on. you the first part. I'm not getting the second part. Um, karaoke song. My wife now will certainly tell you that I'm a terrible singer and probably the worst person of all time at lyrics. And I tend to make up my own lyrics as we go along in songs. Um, I suppose... I'll stick with a good Kildare man in uh, Christy Moore. Uh, probably something like uh, Lipstone Bar or something like that. And you're certainly not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth a chance. <laughs> and last but not least, what, where, sorry, where is next on your travel bucket list? Lucky enough, kind of done a nice bit of travel with, with the Flying Star role um, and then a nice bit around Europe as well, personally. Um, but somewhere I've never been, embarrassingly, is uh, Italy. Oh. Um, just in terms of maybe the food aspect of this <laughs> again. but in terms of just yet to see the architecture and just the country itself um, plenty of friends have told me it's worth a visit so yeah Italy's next on the list I think. brilliant and that's it um, thank you very much Martin for joining us it was great to hear about all the work that you do with the Godolphin Flying Stars right and on. I know I can speak for everyone that's on the programme that we really appreciate it all so thank you very much you're very welcome yeah. thanks, so thank thanks you. David Thank you very much for joining us today and I hope that you learned a little bit more about us and the Godolphin Flying Star programme. We would like to thank Ben and Orla for giving their insight to their experience so far and a big thank you to Martin for sharing his thoughts and ideas on technology involved within the industry. We would also like to thank His Highness Sheikh Mohammed for this amazing opportunity to travel the world and meet some incredible people. And a massive thank you to everyone involved with Godolphin Flying Stars worldwide and here at Kildangan Stud for making this an amazing experience so far. Join us on October 21st when we'll be joined by two more fellow trainees sharing more of our experiences and giving a short recap of our first Irish phase. We'll also be joined by more guests involved with Godolphin Flying Start, past and present, discussing the application process and their experience. We've been your hosts, David O'Farrell and Sarah Kelly, leading you to success. <laughs>